Today, continuing Italian Heritage Month with week three of 31 Days of Italians plus witches and superstitions from Italy with a surprise guest while eating the perfect bolognese and list of songs from the our favorite striga, Susanna. I'll have this and more coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Folks, welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian radio show right here on 1150 AM KKNW in the greater Puget Sound area, or you can listen to us 24-7 all around the world by going to our website, click on WCIR.biz. Just remember the acronym, West Coast Italian Radio, WCIR.biz. Go to the top of the page, hit the button, you get a podcast for both this week's show and any of our past uh, broadcast the five years will be there. So um, please do go and listen to us from anywhere you are at. My name is Tony Lestella. I'm your host. And uh, I'm here today with that notorious, I, I don't even know if I, we should say his name because, you know, we know it's profanity in some circles if you're on certain parts of the East Coast. The one and only John Abate. Well, delighted to be here. And uh we think, of, uh, even though it's raining outside, in our minds it's sunny at least. There you but go, exactly. My term, my term, I think of sunny Sicily. I got to tell you, you know, I, I really miss, you know, my regular co-host, Marzi, who's still in Italy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Looking at you for the last three weeks. Mamma mia, you know what I mean? <laughs> I haven't been able to eat nothing, you know. So, yeah. After you know. looking at my face with that accent. Oh, oh my you. God, huh? All right, folks, if you want to call and be a part of today's show, you can call us on our studio number, 425-373-5527, 425-373-5527. And, uh, you know, I, I really, uh, all kidding apart, I really do miss Marcy. I think she's going to be back with us next week. Uh, I know she's in Italy. She had a family emergency there, so I think everything uh, is coming together for her. But uh, I tried to call her today, but, of course, you know, when she saw it was me, she didn't answer, you know. so I don't blame I her. Exactly, I don't blame exactly, her. I wouldn't exactly, answer you know. either. All right, so, folks, so we're going to get right into Impatience with the Italian in the Northwest. Our Italian news stories from you. Most of the stuff, like <laughs> they say, uh, is the, the if you're talking about Italian news, sometimes the facts are stranger than fiction, okay? So, first of all, remember, we are still celebrating... Across the United States, this is um, Italian Heritage <laughs> Month. Well, I know there's a big debate over uh, Columbus Day itself and the controversy which we've been covering. Um, there is no doubt that Italian Heritage Month has been passed. It was passed years ago by the United States Congress as 31 days to celebrate Italians and what our uh, ancestors brought to this great nation. Uh, so we have been going down here for the last couple of weeks, so we've been giving you a different Italian that you can celebrate for each day of the month. So we've gotten two weeks done so far. So now we're starting on our third week. And we're going to go back to October 17th and take you up to October 24th this week. And then next week, of course, to our final week. Okay. All right. So first of all, going back to October 17th, Mother Frances Cabrini. Okay. First American citizen to become a saint. There's Cabrini Hospital here. And she was quite a missionary, uh, you know, somebody that we are, quite knowledgeable right here in the uh, in the Pacific Northwest. October 18th, one of my all-time favorites, the great tenor Enrico Caruso, uh, who came here in the early 1900s. Uh, he was the singer by which all opera singers, even to this day, are measured. Okay, 
uh, and uh, you know, really did some amazing things. It was the first in the pioneer vocal music in recordings. Okay, another great one on October nineteenth. Uh, you know, if you're a kid like me that comes up, you know, from New York City, okay, I mean, the Yankees were all the Yankees. It was like you know, if if, if you were a kid, you could die, go to heaven. Be, but the Yankees would be playing, right? So Yogi Berra, October nineteenth, baseball <clears throat> manager, famous for his different. Yogi-isms, his different quotes, he would say, quite a character, um, and uh, so he's our October 19th. October 20th, another great uh, Italian sports figure. A lot of Italians were uh, very, very prominent in sports throughout the 20th century. This is football icon Vince Lombardi. And every year, of course, when they pick the, uh, the isn't it, the, the, the Lombardi Trophy, what's that, that awarded for? That's... Uh, the um the is that the Super Bowl? Super Bowl. Yeah, the yeah, Super so Bowl. Super there Bowl. you go. Yep. So you know. Yep. So you know, just think of that. You know, th- this is the guy who uh, that's all about. Okay, October twenty first. This we're we're really getting into the performing arts and sports day because October twenty first, another great great Italian yeah. uh, musician Arturo Toscanini, probably the greatest conductor that ever lived. A uh, fantastic Italian uh, who contributed to this country. Getting back to sports again, we go back to October 22nd. We have Joe DiMaggio, okay? I mean, you know, the Yankee Clipper. Come on, when I was a kid, Joe DiMaggio, what a guy, you know. Joe Mar- Joe, the greatest. Exactly, married yep. the Marilyn Monroe. I yep. mean, you're talking about a guy who had just a gifted life there, okay? And then October 23rd, to flip back to the music side, Henry Mancini. Now, of course, if you're a real Italian, you say Henry Mancini, okay? That's how you Mancini. say his name. Mancini, yes. But think of this guy had 20 Grammys and four Oscars for all the music he did in films and TV scores and stuff like that, okay? And last but not least, Fiorelli LaGuardia, he was the first mayor of New York City to serve three terms in a row, credited for changing the landscape and really um, building the foundation of the city after the Great Depression. So there you are. Those are your 31 uh, Italians for, well, you know, as part of the 31, that's your th- week three of our tribute to Italians for the month of October, okay? So uh, we'll have a, we'll have our final ones next week, of course, for our final month of October. But now, John, we're going to get, you know, we we have two weeks till, uh, till we get to, uh, in fact, not quite two weeks till uh, we get to um, the Halloween. We have 10 days from today, uh, right? Sure. So I thought it would only be apropos for the next couple of broadcasts this week and next week to, you know, have some fun with that, deal with some Halloween themes. We've got a very, very special guest on today, one of the premier Italian witches who lives here in the northwest of all places, but from Italy. But let's talk about the legend of the witches of Benevento, okay? This comes to us uh, this October from Tutto Italiano, Italian news source. The legends of the witches of Benevento date back to the 4th century the 4th century B.C., that's 400 years before Christ, okay, with the uh, Samnites, is that you said, who made their home at the center of what today is Italy, and the um, Apennines, uh, south of Rome, comprised of several tribes. They settled that area as early as 500 B.C. Notice say that they, uh, they were the first to identify the land as Italy, uh, and uh, right now, their location has been determined to be have been about thirty miles northwest of Napoli. Okay, it was an ideal location on a hill between two rivers, o- overlooking the uh, 
surrounding valleys and protecting uh, protected uh, by three sides uh, by mountain ranges. Okay, it was the capital of that civilization. They had numerous battles over the centuries. Of course, it took place with the Romans. Uh, eventually, their town was changed to call, be called Malevetum. Okay, and the new rulers changed it to then Benevetum from face a bad win to good win to celebrate the victory. Um, they kept going, but let's get into the witches now, okay? The witches may have first gathered, they say, in tribute to the Egyptian goddess Isis or to Hecate, goddess of sorcery and of many other attributes, uh, when in the 6th century they were under Lombard rule and the pagan rituals blended in nicely, I guess, with the practices of, of the uh, Samnites and the Lompard warriors that lived in that region there, okay? So they all kind of added into the witch's ceremony there, okay? Various versions of this legend continue today. Um, one of them which remains, I don't know if you've, have you ever had that liquor, John? It's called liqueur strega, no, which uh, is the... Yeah, yeah, yes, I know? have. I was Northern Italy, I've had that. And there is a celebration that they have in around Halloween, is they honor the the uh, the witch that goes out and distributes the candy and everything. That's right, well, La Strega, and that's La Strega. La Strega. Yeah. But this is a liqueur, liqueur Strega, yeah. uh, which was created in, in uh, Benevento mm-hmm. in 1860. The liquor is a blend of 70 different herbs and spices, tinted with saffron and aged in ash barrels. We got to get some of that. Try it for now. Well, uh, tell you what, Tony, that is a, what they call an acquired taste, and what? you really have to have a yeah, taste yeah. for fermented iodine. I thought. I know, can you even get that here? Can you? Get, I mean, I wonder if they have that at Total Wines or someplace. Uh, uh, Eric's, look it up while we're talking, or see if you can find this thing called Lic- Licor Strega. La Strega, yeah. La Strega yeah. at Total Wines, because if they do, we'll have to buy some of that and try it out. And uh, I mean, unless it's like five hundred dollars a bottle or something, it's you know, expensive. Right on yeah, the next show, here, you know, yeah, so it is expensive. Uh, all right, folks. Well, you, we're going to be uh, coming right up uh, on, in our broadcast. Of course, uh, we have a very special witch. Like I said, we're going to get back to some of the witches stuff here, and uh, while. Uh, Eric is looking this up. We're going to take a quick commercial break and bring back to you the perfect bolognese in our next segment. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. We're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy. Based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Ruston Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's MickeySpotAndSalon.com for amazing hair growth. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausage 
sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast is Cernio Sausage. Visit Cernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. And that is Tony Lestel and the Goombas, the uh, West Coast Italian Radio house band here. And we are uh, very happy to be back here at the West Coast Italian Radio show. And I think we have my good friend Scott Fitzpatrick on the line here. Scott, are you there? Yeah, I am. Hey, so, you know, we, we looked it up. On the internet, we we saw you oh, yeah, get this. Like, it looks like Galliano. It, it looks like uh, yellow chartreuse. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's not really um, alcoholic. It's about twenty percent. I would twenty twenty five percent. Yeah, and you can make all kinds of cocktails with it. So it's almost like it's like a, an op- aperitif thing that you use to put with other stuff, it is. huh? And and as was mentioned by your partner there, who I love his accent. John Abadi, um, this is my friend Scott. Scott John. Oh, hi, Scott. How you doing? I'm you guys met at Festa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from the Bronx. Um, uh, Providence, Rhode uh, Island. Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, I know. I've, I've been up Federal Hill many, many, many oh, times. Oh, there you go. There, we're right at home then, of course. Yeah. Mediterraneana was one of my old hangouts. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's closed up and gone on to another place. Yeah. Either here or there. Anyhow, it, and, and like I, I would say, it has, it's an acquired taste. Oh, there's no question about it. No but, question about it. I'd be happy to bring a bottle in sometime. For oh, you, guys. you know, we, we, we need to do that. We need to try this out because mm-hmm. I think, in fact, if you want to come next week, Scott, we're not, there's another thing we're going to try next week, which because uh, March is going to be back since I've had to hold the fort for down here for, for the last <laughs> month with all these Italian recipes. I'm going to make her bring this Italian cookie of the dead, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like the fava bean cookie or something like that. I don't know what it is, but anyway, you know. So, uh, all right, buddy. Well, we'll thank you. We'll get, yeah, absolutely. We'll talk to you, and hopefully, we'll see you next week if you can make it. Yeah. But if not, right. sometime soon. All right, take care, take Scott. Care. Nice talking sure. with you. Right. So Bye. now we're gonna be in search of. Well, we we have here with us the perfect or the practically perfect bolognese sauce. Okay. Now, interestingly, um, for any of you who follow Italian news, I think in fact we did a report on this about six months ago here on the show. 
the mayor of, Bol- uh, of Bologna in Italy, okay, he came out actually this year, I think it was in March of this year, and he's saying to people that, um, you know, the, 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 the Bologna, he's saying that this was not actually originated in, uh, in, in, his, in, in their city of Bologna. He's saying this is not where it came from. They were disputing the fact that this recipe came from Bologna. But, of course, when you really got into it, what, what, what they were debating, what they were disputing was the spaghetti part of it. Because they claim that you do, do that you do with another noodle, okay, not spaghetti, okay. So, but they never disputed the sauce, the bolognese sauce, which you know is essentially you take your regular red ragu, uh, Italian sauce, you add meat to it, you know, and there you go. Okay? So that they is undisputedly from the area of Bologna in uh, Italy, and so we're we have a recipe we're going to be posting uh, on our website that's supposed to be. The perfect bolognese sauce, as they say, was uh, by Alessandra Spizni, who is a cook in Bologna. And, of course, she got the recipe from her mother, and that was came from her mother's mother, and it came down generation after generation, as is the case with many uh, of these recipes from Italian families. So uh, now it's time to share it with you. We're going to post that this week on our website. It's a pretty basic recipe, but today... We are very, very lucky that we are eating some amazing bolognese from none other than Montalcino Ristorante Italiano in, in uh, Issaquah, one of the top Italian restaurants in the country. What do you guys think about this, huh? Fabulous. What do you think, John? It's unbelievable. Hey, he's stuffing his mouth, you can tell. You know, <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. Everybody knows what I'm going to say. They've been listening for the last three weeks. All I can say is, delicioso, I like gasolina. Yeah, it is. Delicious Just like you have at home, yeah. delicious. And That's I got to right. tell you, right. now my wife makes a killer bolognese sauce. And she, you know, when it comes to bolognese, she's very critical. And this is the like the only other bolognese that she will eat other than her own. She just loves the bolognese from Monalcino's. So big uh, shout out to them. Thank you, uh, Rick and Risa, for, uh, for contributing this to the show today. And uh, looking forward to getting back out there, seeing you again in a couple of days. Uh, so while we're enjoying our bolognese here, I th- thought this would be a good time. We're going to do our Italian phrases of the day. We have these, these are um, our scariest must-know words for Halloween. We had enough of these. We're going to do these actually in two segments, half of them today and half of them next week, okay? So these are your must-know Halloween words, okay? First one is una strega. Of course, we all know a witch, a witch, a witch. A witch right, okay? Next one is pipistrello, which is a bat, okay? The next one is ragno, ragno, spider, okay? Next one is ozo, bone, oso, a bone, okay? My granddaughter liked the next one, caramella, candy, caramella, okay? You want to get lots of caramella, but you want to be careful because it could be spaventoso, which is scary, spaventoso, scary. Of course, we all carved the next one. Uh, my my family just carved a bunch of these in the front of our house. Zuka, which is your pumpkin. Zuka, okay? And then you dress them in costumes. A lot of times people dress up like Diavolo, which is the devil, devil. okay? And if you have a stre- if, if you know a strega, then undoubtedly they're going to have una scopa, a broom, okay? And our last but not least, a scary word for this uh this week's Halloween must-know Italian words, vampiro, vampiro, 
vampire. Okay, it even sounds like it should be from Transylvania. Vampiro, blah blah blah. Hey, uh, all right. So, um, while we enjoy some of our uh, of this great bolognese that we have here, um, we're gonna play you uh, a song about you know. One of those uh, stregas, like they say, those Italian witches that you want to make sure you avoid if you possibly can, because otherwise she's going to break your heart, okay? The song Susanna originally came out as a song called Suzanne, which was uh, produced and written by a Dutch band, VOF de Kunst, uh, which was also known as the Art Company, released in 1984, was one of the top 100 songs in the Netherlands. And, of course, the one that everybody knows around the world was the one that was done shortly thereafter when uh, Adriano Cilentano released uh, his version of it, which basically uh, was the Italian version of the song Suzanne, which we changed, of course, called Susanna, which is one that we do uh, frequently. Um, it was done again later on <coughs> um, it, it, by a um, Colombian singer in 1986 and most recently in 1992, the last time was recorded by Ricky Martin, Spanish version. But, of course, let's play the the version that we all know and love by Adriano Chilentano. Trust me, this is the strega you want to avoid if you want to keep your heart in place. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, David, where are you off to? I'm on my way to Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. Wow. She's the hairdresser of the stars. They all love her. Really? She's fantastic. A full-service spa and salon with all the amenities from cuts and award-winning color to nails, lashes, Botox, even Reiki. So why do you go there? Uh, she's going to make me look like Elvis. Mickey's Hair Salon on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. There's a reason they invented the Internet. It's called 1150kknw.com. And there you go. That was our Artist of the Week, uh, Susanna by Adriano Cilantano. You know, uh, great song. I think I performed that probably nightly, but... Uh, Definitely one of those, and that's the type of striker that you want to avoid because, uh, you know, that's done. I know you know all about that, John. You know, it's like the story of your life, you know. Uh, don't, don't let's not get started with that one, okay? But now we're going to have on board here a very, very special guest. This is like my favorite Strega in the whole, uh, you know, in the whole world. Um, you know, back when I was a kid, you know, one of my favorite childhood shows was, was Bewitched. You remember Bewitched? You remember Samantha on Bewitched? I mean, pass the spell and then you're going. We all want, you know, I was only 10 years old and I wanted to marry her then. Everybody in the world wanted to marry Samantha. Okay, so this is our own Samantha, lovely, lovely lady living here 
in the northwest, none other but Asunto Napoleone. Asunto, you there? Si, si, ciao, buonasera. Buonasera, how you doing? Benissimo, I too. Molto benissimo. But my, I got my good friend John Abate here. He's another wise guy from back east. You know, what are you going to do, you know? You said John? John. Yes, Giovanni Abate. Ciao, ciao John. How you doing? Mezzo siciliano, mezzo rusca. Ma che cosa fai? Ah, siciliano? Mezzo siciliano, mezzo russo. Americano. Oh, well, we can have it all, you know. <laughs> so uh, we were talking, of course, uh, earlier about the uh, the witches of Benevento. And we just, you know, we're talking a little bit about them. But we really didn't talk a lot about what that was all about, other than the fact that that's, you know, where they came from. And they were there about 500 years before Christ uh, in that yeah. little area just above Napoli. So you have a lot yeah. more information about that for us. Well, I have been uh, to the area, and uh, there is, um, uh, actually, I am from kind of in that area anyway. And uh, well, That explains is... a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I tease you, you know. <laughs> so tell us anyway. about it. Okay. Well, there is a there's a famous nut tree over there in Benevento where the witches used to gather under. Yeah. And uh, the the story said, I mean, the saying went sotto l'acqua, sotto il vento, sotto il noce di Benevento. So meaning under um, come rain or or wind, we will gather under the nut tree of Benevento. Gotcha. Well, yeah. There's been a couple of. Um, uh, uh, folks that have cut it down, but it's still there. I saw it. It, it was there. That's great. So yes, there's something yes. that, like, sp- particularly that the witches at Benevento are known for. What, what, what are they known for? Well, I think probably with all the southern part of it, they're healers. You know, they're you don't want them to have them on your on your bedside. Right. They don't. They don't waste a second hexing you or putting a spell on you. Or God forbid, the, the uh, malocchio. Right. Exactly. Uh, yes. But they're but they're known was, to help people and heal people. Yes, of course. It's you know, it's just like the mafia. You have them on your side. You got to make you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, okay, so I know that even to this day. You know, uh, it's not uncommon, and it's and this is very interesting because you know we're in a country where it's basically dominated with Catholics, uh, and you know it's like the center of the Catholic universe. But nevertheless, your average Italian on the street, apart from believing in the Catholic Church, also believes in witches and superstitions. Okay, yeah. so uh, and why is that? Well, see. You have to understand the the little towns over there, like my grandma. My grandma also went to church. Yeah. So with with witches in general, but especially in in Italy, it's the same thing. Um, so you have to pick sort of like what's it called a pantheon of of gods. Right, right. There's a Greek pantheon, you know, the Celtic, whatever, and then there's the the Italian one. And so it's sort of like um, it's sort of like Santeria from Mexico, right? So yeah. when you when, yes, so when you have to call on on a saint or a god for favor, you call I, I don't know Sant Antonio, Jesus Christ. Something yeah, like yeah. That. So it's almost um, in a way I, like they're they they. It's not that they don't believe in the Catholic faith, but they have this kind of as uh, oh, a, Tony, yes, as another. Yes. 
as another thing, like as a backup, you know? Well, and another thing, too, though, uh, they use the Bible as a spell book. Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> and how so? Tell us. <laughs> well, there's certain, like, uh, what is it, Psalm 23, the yeah, Lord yeah. is my shepherd. Yeah. Yeah, well, that one is heavy duty and uh, like a circle that uh-huh. you do. Um, and, uh, I mean, I don't want to go into religion, but. No, no, I mean, that's good that we're talking about, though, because, you know, I mean, yes, it's, uh, it's very interesting. I mean, who knows if Christ was a Christian, you know? Well, Christ, of Christ course, was no wasn't a Christian. Christ was a Jew, but that's why they, yeah, you know, yeah. the the whole thing. But and, Yeah. So anyway, best not get there. But, but they've actually uh, said that the Catholic Church, you know, over the centuries, uh, in order to indoctrinate people in the various areas of where, which it made conquest, uh, mm-hmm. often they would integrate those people's traditions and rituals within the yeah. part of the Catholic. Like they're even talking now about some of the uh, the 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 garb that is worn by the priests, some of the ritualistic yes. things they do, were actually based on some of these various pagan things because of the fact it was there how they could get the people to come around, you know. Yeah, yes. in, in yeah. fact, Tony, you bring it up an excellent point because uh, that's also let me give you a couple of examples. <clears throat> we have Afri- a lot of African priests, and even our own parish, we have one, and they uh, try to incorporate uh, some of those uh, uh, teachings uh, in uh, in their homilies or whatever. And they also uh, have some ceremonies where they they shouldn't be doing in the church. They should be in the like in the tabernacle, not the tabernacle. Uh, uh, what do they call the uh, <clears throat> the entrance before you come into the church? Right, right. In those areas they should do it. But the other thing too is they were, a priest was talking about that the fact that they incorporate those traditions with the music being different and the movements almost similar to what they do in Haiti, yeah, where they yeah. uh, mm-hmm. they have the Catholic religion, but they also do voodoo. Uh, um, yeah. uh, ceremonies tied in with it, incorporating the culture uh, yeah, and the traditions yeah. and so forth. You know, that's a perfect example yeah. of what, what you're talking about. Well, like you, you know? said, that many, many of the things, I mean, I know over the centuries, um, especially with the Puritan culture uh, that was yeah. prevalent mm-hmm. in this country back, uh, you know, with our many of our, forefonder, for, 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 mm-hmm. our, our forefathers, um, you know, the witches were condemned a lot of times, but really a lot of times these women were the healers. And the actual yes. thing, that's where a lot, they, they, they were the ones who learned about the different, um, you know, ways you could heal with herbs and heal with teas yes. and stuff like that. Yes. And, uh, you know, and isn't that true? I mean, that's really where I think even the... And, you know, another thing, too, I was reading about Appalachian magic. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's Italian. It's what I've seen. It's... um. Uh, there was this one particular um, thing that my my grandma used to do. If you had cough or something, she used to do some signs. Yeah. And she used to blow in your mouth. Uh-huh. And, the, and, the, and the cough will go away. And that's what they were doing in the Appalachian. My grandmother was um, a healer, too. She'd say, here, have some spaghetti sauce. You'll be fine, you know? <laughs> Cures everything. <laughs> Cures everything, exactly, you know? Good olive oil, yeah. you know? Yeah, but there's so, but, but, but you know there's a lot of truth to that too because I mean I know we're joking a little bit about it, but there were some old remedies that even now in modern medicine they maybe can't explain, but they know they worked. Okay, mm-hmm. like for instance yeah. chicken broth. Okay, so I have oh, yeah. oh, my wife works for one of the top doctors in the entire Puget Sound area. Okay, Jewish mm-hmm. guy. And Dr. Schneier will be the first one to tell you how good it is to drink chicken broth mm-hmm. if you have an upper respiratory 
thing. Now, a lot of the doctors yeah. don't even know why this works, but they just know it does work, and it's worked like for 10,000 years, you know, stuff like that. Right, right. You know? But in another little bit of uh, information, I don't know if you know where actually the, um, where the witches came, I guess it became more of an organized thing, but not really organized. Um, in about the 1500s, yeah. uh, apparently there was this one woman called Aradia. Aradia. Aradia was Aradia. They used to call her the beautiful pilgrim, La Bella Terligrina. Must be like uh, you. Okay, there you are, you know? She said, just like me, yes. So where was she uh, from? Well, she was, nobody knows. Okay. Uh, but she was she Italian. Supposed, she supposedly was the um, the daughter of the goddess Diana okay. and Lucifer and Lucifer okay and she came and she came to Earth to basically spread the, the witches' word, words to everyone to make it more public to to have the women come out of you know whatever come out of the broom closet right right and but it was during the persecution and so she got. Um, um, captured many times, and she got put in jail and stuff. But she was gorgeous, and she used her body to seduce the guards to get out of trouble. See, I'm telling you what. Uh, see, I think we got assumed to hear is reincarnated. You know what? Can I tell you? you know, they are. You know, so don't listen to him, Giovanni. Don't listen. Well, I have to listen because he's the boss, and so forth. Yeah, but I want to ask you a quick question about La Strega. Yes. Uh, I wonder if this is all through Italy, but I know. Uh, I had experience in northern Italy, in Torino, in the early 70s. And uh, around October, before Halloween, they have the festival. I forget what they call it, but the La Strega Witch. They have a number of them go through the whole city where they give out the candy and the presents and so forth. Now, is that all through Italy or that's just through northern Italy? I think it's just northern Italy. In yeah. southern Italy, what we do is basically the Day of the Dead. Okay. And okay. so that's another thing I was going to. It's a little tradition that they do. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, you said the Day of the Dead, that's tied in with what thing called the yeah, Dumb, the, the well, dumb Supper, right? The Dumb Supper. Yeah, so la, I've Latina never heard Muta. of this. Tell us about the Dumb Supper. The La Cena Muta. I, I, I also do it here on, let's call it Halloween. But We need to do that we, sometime. That would be a blast. We should just have a big party. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll, no, no. we'll sponsor. We'll do the dumb supper. You know. Yeah, with a lot it's of La Strega. I drink La Strega yeah. as well. All right. So tell us about it. But it's a different story, Tony. Well, so what you do is you put a black tablecloth on on the table because yeah. it is considered that the dead that can can cross over on the thirty first. Right. So you put a, a black tablecloth on the table and you put white and, and black candles and then you invite a deceased family member or friend or whatever, your grandpa, whatever, okay. to the table. And you set up a, a, um, a plate setting and table, I mean, a glass and plates, whatever, right. for him or her. And then you put little tea light candles all around uh, his plate. Gotcha. The whole thing is done quiet. You don't talk. That's why it's dumb. dumb gotcha. Right. You okay. don't talk. And I can't see you not talking. So there you go. You can't do that. I just I just got tied my hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do that, we're in business. There you it's go, a you nice know? little yeah, exactly. So. Well, so I know that you and I have talked in the past, uh, and you know, and I know Michelle is really interested in it too about, and even Marcy here about maybe doing something special 
like on Halloween. And I know there's not enough time to do it this year, but, you know, we've talked about having a special event where we can kind of have some fun with some of these Italian uh, traditions and Italian things. That'd be kind of a fun thing to do, you know, so. Well, you know, Tony, it's been my, my, um, I, I don't know, goal, my desire. It hasn't come through yet, but I want to have a witch's ball. We need to do that. In fact, right? I got a great band that'll play for you, okay? And we'll have yeah, a we'll okay. have a Let's lot of fun, and you know that would be something that we should shoot for for Halloween twenty twenty. We should you know start yeah. working on it now and think about it. that'd be a blast. I know but, Marcia you know, would I be want, all over that, and Michelle, you know, have my three I favorite witches. The, yes, I want evening gowns. I don't want plastic things. I want right, dress right. Up to the Make it real fancy and, can, and nice. Yes, and I can cast a circle. I can protect the area. We can do it uh, exactly like it is, like it was. Um, if people are offended, they cannot. They don't have to come. Exactly. That would be a blast. It would be a lot of fun yeah. to do. So I know we talked about that a few years ago, but we should get back to that. And, in fact, I remember at one point we even talked about doing up there that haunted castle the Mon- right. the Mancuso, Ma- Ma- Manrico, what's that castle? Manresa. Yeah. Manresa Castle yeah. up in Port Town, so it's supposed to be a haunted yeah. castle. So it'd be kind of fun to do it like at a place like that, you know. So uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Uh, Sunta, we are so glad you're on the sh- that they came and we're on the show today. I was looking forward to this. Just uh, anytime you're on the show is just a lot of fun, and I know especially <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun around Halloween to talk about all this. So yeah. I just want to give a big thank you to you, and you got to come down and have dinner with Michelle and I. We'll see if Jeff and Marcy can come that up, and uh, awesome. we'll even invite Giovanni Abati when he meet a real wise guy, and we'll have a good <laughs> time. Good. And, uh, Sounds good. Nice, nice talk. With you, all right, Sunta. take bye care, bye. Asunta. Bye. Va bene, un buon abbraccio e ciao. Grazie. Ciao, ciao. All right, we will be uh, right back, folks, after this uh, word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy, based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Ruston Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's MickeySpotAndSalon.com for amazing hair growth. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausage to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast is Cernio Sausage. Visit Cernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. In honor of Asunta, my favorite song by Frank Sinatra, Witchcraft. Here you are, Song of the Week. Strips my conscience bare, it's witchcraft. 
And I got no defense for it The heat is too intense for it What good would common sense for it do? Cause it's witchcraft That wicked witchcraft And although I know It's strictly taboo When you arouse the need in me My heart says yes indeed in me Proceed in what you're leading me to It's such an ancient pitch One that I'd never switch There ain't no nicer witch than you Ah, uh, yes, a little witchcraft with Tony Lestone and the Goombas from our album Sinatra to Pop. Uh, that time of year celebrating all the witches, ghosts, goblins, and all the fun stuff for uh, Halloween there. So, you know, speaking of which, we have a great contest uh, that um, we announced last week, but we are starting it actually this week. It'll be this week and next week. It's called, uh, this is our Halloween contest, which we're going to run to the end of of the month, okay? And we're going to pick two winners this week, and we'll pick two winners next week. Uh, It's to go to the Seattle Art Museum for the Italian exhibit entitled Flesh and Blood. What better Halloween type of thing would that be? Flesh and Blood. That even sounds scary, right? It's Italian masterpieces from the Monte Museum, and um, it's from the 16th and 17th century renowned Renaissance artist uh, that they have any of these original works there that they are displaying. We are going to be giving away two family passage passes this week and two family passes next week. OK. Um, and again, the tickets can be used anytime between now to the end of January 2020. The whole, the whole time the exhibit is here. Each pass will uh, give entrance to the museum for uh, two adults and four children, okay? So to be one of our winners, here's what you got to do, okay? We are going to post a question of the week on Facebook tomorrow, okay? It's going to go on our Facebook page, and we'll put it up on all the other Italian uh, pages here in the region for all the other Italian organizations that have Facebook pages, and uh, if you know, the the question will be something to do with today's show. Something that we said, something that happened, something to do with today's show, okay? So what you got to do is you got to go onto our Facebook page. You got to answer that question correctly. If you answer it correctly, we're going to take all those correct answers. We're going to pick two people, and we're going to announce those two winners on our show next week. And those will be the people who get the uh the tickets, the two family passes for this week's show will be two separate winners. Each one will get a pass, and we'll do the same thing next week, okay? So make sure you check this out on Facebook tomorrow. Go to our West Coast Italian radio page on Facebook, and you'll find out uh, the question there. And listen to the show, which you can, again, remember, go to our website, wcir.biz, and click on the link, and you can hear the show 24-7 anywhere in the world. Now, John, I think it's time for us to talk about some of these cool events 
that are going on around the Northwest here coming up. Uh, oh, we I love this. You know, I'll tell you what. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, wow. All right. So tell you what. Here we're gonna. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna let you. Leave. Now, what we do here, folks, is since there's so many Italian events throughout the year, we're just gonna give you the ones really coming up over the next 30 days. With the exceptions, we have a couple of biggies that are out in the future for save the dates. So you might want to get your tickets with early. So, John, since you uh. Launched in there. Go right ahead and lead that off. What was the first one? Well, it was the Lasagna Luncheon, Bazaar, and Bake Sale. It's going to be Saturday, October 26, 2019, 11 a.m., 2 p.m. at the Mauricio Vespucci Lodge at St. Mary's Parish Center, uh, Aberdeen, Washington. You want to contact Mary Jane at 360-482-4792. I tell you what, our friends down in Aberdeen with the Sons of Italy down there at the Amerigo Vespucci Lodge, they do a great, great event and it's always a pleasure when we get, can get down and see them. All right, the next day, the next event is uh, a big annual event here in the Pierce County area, the Christopher Columbus Day Banquet, which takes place this year on Saturday, October 26th at the Tacoma Lodge. This is the Tacoma Sons of Italy Lodge. They, they're the ones who put it on at the Amvets Hall Post. That's the Amvets Hall Post Number 1 down on Tyler Street, just uh, down there below the Tacoma Dome. Wonderful, wonderful facility. We do a lot of stuff throughout the year with Amvets, and they are huge supporters of um, of uh, the West Coast Italian radio and of the Italian community. And so uh, that should be a great event. Make sure you get your tickets to that because I know it's always sold out. John, what's the next one you have for us? Well, uh, this, this is going to be confusing for me. Now, we're, uh, luckily, it's two different dates, so it's another great one that I would love to be at. 51, 51st Annual Spaghetti Dinner. 51st Sun- Annual Spaghetti Dinner, okay. Right, Sunday, November 24, 2019, noon to 6 p.m., American uh, Soul Italian, Italiani Lodge. Sons uh, of Italy, American Sons, Sons, Sons of, of Italy, Italy Sons Lodge. of Italy, right. Uh, Gonzaga Prep High School Spokane. Beautiful. Two different dates, no problem. There I, you are. You can I, make I, each one. I one on this side of the state, one on that side of the state. There you go. There you go. Now we got a couple of great Save the Date events coming up that you're going to want to make sure you get your tickets early for these because let me tell you, folks, these things go quickly. But before I give you those, I have something here that was just handed to me fresh off the press. The Lyric Opera Northwest presents two great Italian operas, Suor Angelica and Pagliacci. This is going to be at the Maiden Bower Center in Bellevue. It's going to be coming up this coming weekend Friday, October 25th, Sunday, October 27th. This group does fantastic works, uh, fully staged, costumed operas with a full symphony and a beautiful, beautiful theater. Make sure you go to Brown Paper Tickets there and get your tickets for that. These are productions you don't want to miss. Now let me give you the save the date stuff we got here, okay? Coming up the 1st of December is the Italian Club Adult Christmas Party with the West Side Italian Civic Club taking place at the Rainer Golf and Country Club. Only 55 bucks a ticket. Make sure you get your tickets early, though, because generally they sell out quickly. I'm not sure, um, you know, I know they always have great food and they have a nice raffle and stuff. And usually in the past they've had my good friend Danny Quintero, who just does a heck of a job playing uh, some great dance music for that event. So I don't. I, it doesn't say here if Danny's going to be back again this year, but uh, they always put on a great spread there. We'll give you more news as we get closer to that, but make sure you get your tickets and save the date. And the biggie of all, the big, big, big one, Italian New Year's Eve 2019, New York style, baby, December 31st, 6 o'clock to 10.30 p.m. This is the fourth year of this. They celebrate, actually, in New York fashion. So at 9 o'clock, 
when the ball comes down from Times Square, which is, of course, midnight in New York, they get a big feed on the big TV. They celebrate their Pellegrino's Event Center down in Tumwater, the only Italian New Year's Eve event in the Northwest. Fantastic event, partially sponsored by the Italian Radio Show and La Stella Foundation. They got full Italian dinner, especially drinks. You got live music all night long to dance to with Tony and the Goombas. And we got tons and tons of giveaways, great prizes, including with your ticket. Every ticket is included in a chance to win a free trip to Italy. Yes, we gave one out last year. This is for two people, and we're giving out one this year. That usually is not only your accommodations for a week, but we give you some uh, money toward buying the airplane tickets. So it's a really, really nice Tony, package. You can't beat the price here. Look at the price. The it's price, well, especially John, if you oh. if you buy your tickets before December first, they're only sixty five dollars a person. Okay, before deal. December 1st. Are you kidding me? Look, deal. if you go like down to the Space Needle, you spend like a couple hundred bucks there easy, just for the easy, dinner, the no dancing, problem. and that's okay. it. They don't, they're not going to give you any chance to win a trip no. deadly, let no, me tell you, no. okay? Not to mention the fact that any of our friends who come down uh, from the Seattle area or, or come up from Portland, we got a great deal on the hotel. The hotel, I think, is only like 79 bucks a night. Tony, it's like I'd a like very... to be there as long as they can let me in. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? exactly. I don't know if they'll let you in or not, you know. Yeah, but, um, you know, the hotel is very, very um, inexpensive as well. It's only 79 bucks a night. So, look, you could literally get your two tickets, which includes your dinner, your, uh, your includes all the the festivities of the night, your drawings for the the, the trip and other prizes, uh, your wine for the toast at midnight there, you know, for and a hotel room for under two hundred bucks. I mean, come on, it's like you know what what a deal, okay? Deal of a lifetime. Limited a lifetime. seating, but you got to get your tickets early because let me tell you, they have one hundred and seventy five seats only, and we sell out, baby. Do not wait for the last minute, or you won't get in. You can call three six zero seven zero nine nine zero five five. Or go to PellegrinosEventCenter.com and everything you need to know will be right there for the only Italian New Year's Eve party in the Pacific Northwest. This has been a lot of fun. You know, next week, I think we got Marcy coming back from Italy. I mean, I never know. This girl travels more like the, than, you know, I mean, than, uh, the, the you know, she's all over the place all the time. So, But I think she's coming back next week, which means I got to make her make me those cookies from the dead. You know, those like fava bean cookies or something. Now we have Scott bring in some of that Strega liquor, and there you go. We're going to be all suffering, celebrating Halloween. And I can't be here. So we try there you go. Right? I know. Well, folks, thank you very, very much for listening today. We'll be back next week with a brand new show. Remember, you can hear us 24-7, both this week's broadcast and any of our past shows on podcast by going to WCIR.biz and clicking on the link there. A fortuna! Uh, buona fortuna, buona fortuna. <laughs>